Previously on Wow in the World. Well, I was just about to deliver this letter to my pen pal. What? You have other friends besides me and Reggie? This pen pal happens to be on the International Space Station. Well, if you're going to deliver your snail mail to the International Space Station, Guy Raz, well, b- then I'm going with you. What? I think you're going to need something a little more um, substantial to protect you from the elements. I never thought I'd say this, Mindy, but I think I might need a new suit. A spacesuit. A motor pickle. Okay, we good to go? Good to go. Now let's go deliver that letter to your pen pal on the International Space Station. And now, the... Mindy? Yeah? Uh, it says here that there's a thrilling conclusion. Just read the cue cards, Jed. No, 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 no. I will, I will, I will. It just seems really dramatic, and I wanted to make sure we were going to deliver the thrilling conclusion at the end. Okay, 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 okay. And now the thrilling conclusion of Wow in the World. Okay, all gussied up in our brand new spacesuits. Which are surprisingly comfy. I know, right? Comfy and stylish. Hey, why is everybody in this mall staring at us like we're from another planet? Well, hey, take a picture. It'll last longer. No, don't really take a picture. Oh. Anywho, you got that letter for your pen pal, Guy Raz? Check. Okay, well then, I guess all we need now is a way up to the International Space Station so we can deliver this cosmic communication of yours. Well, I thought we might be able to take those jetpacks that you've got. Oh, right, my jetpacks. Uh, I guess I should have said something earlier. They're in the shop. What? Yeah, I'm getting these sweet flame decals airbrushed down the sides of them. They're going to look awesome, but it's going to take a little more time. Hmm. Wait a minute, I think I know someone who could help. What? Hand me your phone, Guy Raz. Mind. Hey, Elon! Wait, don't, don't, don't hang up. It's me. It's Mindy. Mindy? Anywho, I've been doing good. I've just been working on those jet-powered pants that I've been cranking away on for a few years. Yeah, you're going. Anyway, the reason I'm calling is to, number one, congratulate you on your new compensation package. Yeah, read about it in the news. I just need one teeny tiny friendly favor. Because we're friends, right? Yeah, yeah, the rocket. Can I borrow it for just one little trip? Please? Oh, come on, you owe me, man. Just one? Yeah? You're the best, Muskie. All right, catch you later. Fear not, Guy Raz. I scored us a sweet ride. Mindy, was that Elon Musk on the phone? Yeah, you know him? Do I? Well, not personally, but but he is one of the biggest names in space travel today. And, and of course, the CEO of SpaceX, which is a private space company that plans to send people like us into space as early as this year. Yep, that's the one. Me and Edog go way back. One time in middle school, we were in a production of Fiddler on the Roof together, and I was the roof. 
<gasps> Elon, this is supposed to be 1905 Russia. Why are you wearing a spacesuit? And these days, I think he's just got a little side hustle building rockets. That's right. He's building reusable rockets. I know. It was literally all he could talk about when I was eavesdropping on one of his phone conversations in a coffee shop last week. What? Let me tell you, Guy Raz, I had no idea how expensive and kind of wasteful space travel can be. It's really true. I mean, the space shuttle program had a budget of around $1.5 billion for every launch. And that was with a crew of three, so that's about $500 million per person. What? You could buy like a million $500 tacos for that much money. And the main reason why space travel is so expensive is because traditional rockets are a one-use machine, meaning that once the rocket has launched the astronauts into space, it just falls back down to Earth and usually lands in the ocean or something and never gets used again. So it's like filling your car up with gas and then once it runs out, you just throw the whole car in the trash? Exactly. What? But what companies like SpaceX are trying to do is to make a rocket that can be refueled and reused many, many times. And that would make space travel much more affordable. Whoa, so people like us could just go to space whenever we want? Well, I don't know about people like us, Mindy, but some scientists are saying that within 10 years, it might cost as little as $10,000 a person to travel into space, which means that some people might be able to go. Wow. Only that's still a lot of money. True. I mean, compared to $500 million, that's like a trip on a budget airline. Well. Space line? Well. And I bet it's a lot easier than becoming an actual astronaut. That's true. Speaking of real astronauts, Mindy, we should really get going. My pen pal is going to get really angsty if we don't get there soon. Oh, right. Um, Come on, let's kick it. So where exactly is the SpaceX launch pad anyway, Mindy? Oh, it's in Cape Canaveral. Cape Canaveral in Florida? Florida? We're never going to make it there on time. Don't you worry your little head about it, Guy Raz. Reggie will take us. Reggie! Reggie! Oh, he's over there. He's he's all the way down in the food court standing in line at the seed shack. Reggie! Mindy, Reggie! Mindy, don't scream. You'll draw attention to us. Just Let's just walk down and get him like normal people. Oh, yeah, like normal people. Normal people wearing spacesuits at the mall. Well... You can't just fly away from us like that, Reg. You gotta tell us where you're going. Oh, what, this whole thing? Oh, well, it's just an extra vehicular mobility suit. Well, that's very flattering, Reggie. Gotta say, you don't look so bad yourself. Did you get a feather cut or yes? Mindy! Oh, right, sorry. So, um, Reggie, we need a quick trip to Florida. You think you could fly us there? But we're inside the mall. I mean, how is Reggie going to fly us out of here? Look, there's a set of automatic doors right over there by the Cinnabon. Oh, okay. I hope you know what you're doing. Of course I don't know what I'm doing, Guy Raz. What? Hop on to Reggie here and hold on tight. Okay. Because here... Look, Mindy, there it is! Cape Canaveral! Let's land right there! Right there, Reggie! (gasps) Thanks for the ride, Reg! Ladies and gentlemen, one minute to launch. 
One minute to launch. Come on, we gotta run! Run, 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 run! Quickly, Mindy, quick, quick. We, we don't want to miss the takeoff. Man, these suits make it hard to run. Okay, Guy Raz, up the stairs as fast as we can. We can board the rocket at the top. Oh, wait, look, Mindy, an elevator. Hurry. Oh, good call, Guy Raz. Okay, pressing the up button a million times, even though you already just did. Oh, quick. 30 seconds to launch. We're going to miss it. Excuse me. Uh, sorry, pardon me. Excuse, excuse me. Oh, excuse, pardon me. Oh, excuse me. Uh, sorry. Excuse me. Oh, thank you. Stop. Sorry, ma'am. This is a restricted area. Oh, it's okay. Elon said we could hitch a ride. Then move along. Are you sure Elon Musk gave us permission? Are you sure Elon Musk gave us permission? Me? I never asked him. Well, it's too late to ask now. Come on, Guy Ross, strap in. I hope this doesn't get us into trouble. When have any of my ideas ever gotten us into trouble? Well, for one, there was that one time when you got us into trouble by... Uh, not to change the subject, but... Why is this rocket capsule filled with food and medicine? Well, that's what these reusable rockets are being used for at the moment, Mindy. Resupply missions. They're going to bring new supplies to the astronauts that are on board the International Space Station. I'm sorry. There must be like 6,400 pounds of this stuff in here. Mindy. Hey, you want some of this dehydrated beef jerky? Mindy, Mm. this food is for the astronauts. By the way, you mentioned there are 6,400 pounds of stuff in here. That's a pretty specific guess. Mm, Yeah, it's a weird talent I have. See, I was once the three-time reigning champ of the Nebraska State Fair's Guess the Jelly Beans in the Jar competition. Well, you happen to be exactly right, Mindy. There's about 6,400 pounds or... 2,900 kilograms worth of supplies in here. 6,400 pounds? That's like that's like as heavy as seven grand pianos. Right, and this rocket will supply the station with all kinds of things like, uh, well, let's see, what have we got here? What are you finding? We have some medicine. Uh, there's some stuff for all the experiments they're doing up there on the space station. There's slots of food, including... (gasps) Ice cream! Come to mama! Easy, 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 Mindy. Vanilla? Nobody wants vanilla. Well, what were you expecting? I don't know. Something exciting, like cosmic cranberry or something. Launch in 10, 9, 8. Ignition sequence start. 5. Oh, boy. Oh, here we go, Guy Raz. 2, 1... Whoa, Guy Raz, check it out. All of the food is floating around the cabin. Whoa. Does this mean we're in zero gravity right now? Well. I mean, I would think we were still close enough to the Earth to feel its gravitational pull, but. You know, Mindy, I think we might be experiencing microgravity which is actually what the astronauts on board the International Space Station experience as well. Oh, yeah. Astronauts are doing experiments in microgravity all the time. So that must be what some of this stuff is for, right? Oh, watch out. There's a beaker floating past your head. Whoa. Quick, get in my armpit for cover. Phew. That was a close one. Yeah. Well, imagine what it would be like if it was a thorny rose flying at you. A rose? Yep. 
So one of the coolest experiments I've ever heard conducted was when these astronauts tried growing a rose in microgravity. Why would they do that? Well, they wanted to see how it would react and even how it would smell. Smell? Uh-huh. So it turns out a plant's smell is already affected by things like, um, like temperature and humidity and even what time of day they pollinate. So these astronaut scientists wanted to find out how gravity might affect the way a plant smells. So did they have an expert sniffer on board? What? No, they couldn't get the funding, but they did have something else. So when you smell a rose, yeah. what you're actually smelling are the oils in the rose, and the rose makes those oils to attract insects to it like a secret luring potion. Of course, so that the insects move from rose to rose and spread the pollen. Exactoritos. So scientists were able to see how these oils changed in microgravity? Yeah, so using a tiny measuring device smaller than a pinhead, scientists were able to collect microscopic drops of oil off the flower's petals and then, when they got back down to Earth, they carefully studied how they changed. So, what did they find? So, they found that these flowers actually make less oil in microgravity than they do back down on Earth. Interesting. But, and this is a big but. What? The oils that the flower created in microgravity smell way stronger than any they've ever created on Earth. That's incredible. Yeah, and the best part is that NASA was able to capture this scent, and then later, when the astronauts got back to Earth, that scent was turned into a perfume. Wow, a scent sent from the stars. Prepare for arrival at the International Space Station. Initiating docking sequence. Oh, hold on tight, Guy Raz. Uh, okay. Lock engaged. Yes, I think that means we're good to go. We're on the International Space Station. Wow, okay, let me just undo my seatbelt here. Here goes nothing. there, Mindy. Easy. And technically, we're actually floating. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going inside the International Space Station, Guy Raz. See you there. Mindy, Mindy, be careful. Watch out for all the <laughs> scientific equipment. Help. <sighs> Stay there, Mindy. I'm coming to give you a hand. Mm, snacks. Think I'm going to live, Guy Raz. I see you found the kitchen. Hello? Whoa, what was that? Oh, hi, Lulu. It's me. It's Guy. I decided to take you up on your offer to visit. Hello, Guy. Roz, welcome to the International Space Station. What in the... Wow, look at that. What an amazing view you have here, Lulu. I can see the whole planet from here. Wait a minute, Guy Roz. This is your pen pal? Yeah. A robot named Lulu who lives on the International Space Station? You could have given me a heads up. That's right. Actually, my smart fridge put me in contact with her. You know, robots need friends, too. Wait a minute, Lulu. You know Guy Roz's smart fridge? Affirmative. They're actually related. Huh. But Lulu here doesn't look anything like your smart fridge, Guy Roz. I mean... She looks almost, 
almost human. Well, that makes sense, because Lulu is what's known as a humanoid robot. A humanoid robot? Yeah, a humanoid robot is a robot that's designed to have the same sort of body shape as a human. Well, I guess that would explain the arms. Uh, actually, they're climbing manipulators. And the hands? Tendon controllers. And those suspicious-looking eyes. Wait, are those cameras? A- and those are its image recognition systems. Whew. Well, I gotta admit, Lulu, you look like one impressive piece of tech. Compliment processing? <laughs> Well, you'd expect her to be, Mindy, because she was designed by some of the smartest minds in robotics back down on Earth. And she was designed to perform a lot of the basic tasks here on the space station. Or I'm guessing some of the more dangerous tasks. Exactly. And the idea being that, say, the International Space Station needed some repair work done on, like, the outside, they could send Lulu out there instead of putting a human astronaut in danger. Oh, which reminds me, you know what? What? So that's actually not the only repair work that Lulu over here can do. Oh yeah, what do you mean? So Lulu here also happens to be a qualified surgeon. A qualified surgeon? Yeah, I looked her up online while you were talking. Mindy, wait a minute, how did you get on the internet up here? Oh, Lulu gave me the Wi-Fi password. Right. Anywho, so as I was saying, Lulu over here is a surgeon, but also an expert in telemedicine. Telemedicine? What's that? Well, it's when an actual human on Earth takes remote control of a machine or a robot like Lulu on the International Space Station and then helps it to perform certain medical tasks like giving shots or even surgery. So kind of like when a puppeteer takes control of a puppet. Yeah, exactly like that. Only with this kind of medical technological puppetry, you don't even have to be in the same room as your patient. You don't even have to be in the same country as your patient. You don't even have to be on the same planet as your patient. Wow, and I guess the idea is that a surgeon down on Earth could take control of Lulu up here on the space station. Yeah, and by using her robotic hands and cameras, both Lulu and the doctor on Earth can work together to give medical care to the astronauts aboard the space station. That's incredible, a robot doctor on call. It's pretty bonkerballs, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, even though the astronauts that go to the space station know how to do some pretty basic medical tricks, it's good to know that robots like Lulu here have got their back just in case things get crazy. Yeah, it sure is. Speaking of having their back, we should probably start heading back ourselves. Nice segue, Guy Raz. What's the fastest way out of here, Lulu? Reusable rocket returning to Earth in ten. What? Nine. Uh-oh. Eight. Hurry up, seven, Guy Raz. We're going to miss it. Six. Bye, Lulu. It was lovely finally four, meeting you. Three. Get in the rocket. we got to strap in. Quick. Got it. One. Here. We. Goodbye. Roz, get ready for the reusable rocket boosters to stop.
start off. Okay! The scary part's over. You can stop screaming now. Ah. Phew! Can you believe it, Guy Raz? We made it! Attention, fugitives. We have you surrounded. Um, Mindy? Everything's fine. You have ten seconds to exit the rocket. Ten. Mindy, you told me that Elon said we could borrow his rocket. Six and a half. (sighs) Again with the countdowns. Yeesh. Six. (sighs) All right, all right, I'm coming out. Easy. Oh, look at all these serious faces. Like somebody could use a little pick-me-up. Um, hey, do you guys like ice cream? Mindy, take it easy. Ma'am, you are in serious trouble. This is no time for ice cream. Did I mention that we have six thousand four hundred pounds of it? <gasps> I know it's a lot, Dennis. Uh, is it vanilla? Why, yes it is. Wait, is vanilla your favorite too? Because... All units stand down. I repeat, stand down. It's vanilla. (sighs) Ice cream. Is there anything you can't fix? I can't believe this still works. This is the fourth time you've gotten us out of a jam using ice cream. I can't believe we went through all that and forgot to give your pen pal her letter. Uh, what? What? That is good. I know, Dennis. I brought a lactate. Wow in the world. We'll be right back. Grown-ups, this message is for you. Support for this podcast and the following message for parents come from Squarespace. A dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Customize your website's look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code WOW to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. Support also comes from Stonyfield Organic. If you like organic stuff and your kids like yummy stuff, Stonyfield makes it easy. With a whole bunch of organic yogurt treats like convenient cups, pouches, smoothies, and tubes, they're always ready to go. Best of all, Stonyfield is made without the use of toxic, persistent pesticides, artificial hormones, antibiotics, or GMOs. If you're ready for yum, visit stonyfield.com. Our Up First team goes to work while you're sleeping. That way you wake up to the freshest take on the day's news. It's the 10-minute morning news podcast from NPR. Listen to Up First on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's it. Back to the show. Hi, thanks for calling Wow in the World. After the beep, get ready to record. Hello, Mindy and Grabaz. My name is Sebastian. I am six years old. I live in California. My Wow in the World is that when reindeer's antlers get old, they fall off and regrow. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Hi, Mindy and Gabriel. My name is Mia. I am seven years old and from San Antonio, California. And my one in the world is that Daddy Seahorses lay eggs. Bye, Mindy and Gabriel. I love your shows. 
Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name's Jasmina. I'm 10 years old, and I live in Baku, Azerbaijan, with my two little sisters, Layla and Liana. My wow in the world is that ostrich's eyeballs are bigger than its brain, and I think that's bonkerballs. Anyway, bye, Mindy and Guy Raz. We love your show. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Adam. I'm 12 years old, and I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. My wow in the world is that there are volcanoes inside glaciers in Iceland. Bye. I love your show. Thanks. Hi, this is Cleo. I'm eight, and I live in Baltimore. Um, and my wow in the world is that giraffes have the same number of neck bones as humans, except they're each about 17 inches. Thanks. I love your show. Hi, my name is Alex, and I'm from South Korea. My wow in the world is the Inje Tunnel in South Korea, which was built for the PyeongChang Olympics. It's the longest tunnel in Korea and the 11th longest tunnel in the world at 11 kilometers. I love your show. Bye. Hi, my name is Guy Raz. My name is Mila, and I am five years old, and I am from Portland, Oregon. My wow is that king snakes eat other snakes. Bye. Thanks for making such a funny show. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Penelope. And my wow in the world is piano. Bye, Indiana Waz. End of messages. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Wow in the World. And if you want to keep the conversation going, check out some of the questions we posted on this episode at our website, wowintheworld.com. And grown-ups, there you can find more details on how your kids can become part of the world organization of wowzers. Lots of cool perks, exclusive T-shirts, autographed pictures of us, and a bunch of other cool stuff. Wowintheworld.com. Our show is produced by Jed Anderson. Say hello, Jed. Yellow. With help from Thomas Van Kalken, Chelsea Urson, and Jessica Bodie. And big thanks to our robot pen pal, Lulu Miller of Invisibilia. Meredith Halpern Ranzer is the big boss. Our theme song was composed and performed by The Pop Ups. You can find more of their awesome all-ages music at thepopups.com. And parents and teachers, if you want to send us an email, our address is hello at wowintheworld.com. Grown-ups, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wow in the World. And if you want to be featured at the end of the show, call us up and tell us your Wow in the World. Our phone number is 1-888-7-WOW-WOW. That's 1-888-7-WOW-WOW. And parents, if you want to upload any photos or videos or messages to us, please visit wowintheworld.com and find a link where you can do just that. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or however you get your podcasts. Leave us a few stars and a review and be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time, keep on wowing. Wow in the World was made by Tinkercast and sent to you by NPR. Ever get to Friday, look back on the week, and say to yourself, what just happened? I'm Sam Sanders. Check out my podcast, It's Been a Minute, where every Friday we catch up on the news and the culture of the week and try to make sense of it all. 
listen on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcast.